Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Pause Podcast, the yes. fortnightly podcast where we hit pause on whatever movies, TV shows, video games, or music we are watching slash listening to to discuss them with our friends. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, Lars Volacek. That description of what we talk about is completely different to what I've brought to discuss, so thank you. The, what? Great. How, I have no really idea what you mean. Was... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not introducing my topic. I'm just saying that was meant to be a cutaway topic. I've bought not music, nor video games, nor movies. Yeah, we've sort yeah. of moved on from that. It's becoming yeah. more relaxed and just whatever we want to shoot shit about. Just really, isn't it? The podcast. The, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> that one. The be-all and end-all of all podcasts. That other voice on the far left-hand side of the podcast is the soon-to-be-famous Mitch Stewart. Oh, that's, I like that introduction. That was, that was new. I can't remember that one. That was, that was last title. time. I can't remember what my last introduction was. That, that was part was... of the problem. I couldn't remember what the last one was, yeah, so no, I had to come up with a new one. <laughs> I like this one better. This one works. <laughs> that's a nice title. Because it, then it never expires as well. Mm, Unless yeah. you get famous. Unless I get famous. On your yeah. tombstone? <laughs> the soon-to-be-famous. Yeah, soon <laughs> <laughs> well, like Van Gogh and stuff, he wasn't famous until long after his death. So, mm. you know, it could yes. go for all of us. So I just got to start painting and cut mm. off on my ears. And yeah, good. <laughs> That's it. It's commitment to the cause. <laughs> I believe that is the formula to success. Cutting yeah, off painting ear. and cutting off ears. Mm-hmm. Or just doing things the hard way in general. You know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, they've all done it. That's yeah. how they got where they are. It's the private little lizard man club that they have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, I heard today, and I didn't hear today, I heard recently that um, the process that Monet went through to paint the bridge, mm. like first he actually built the bridge by hand. And like planted the lilies and everything so that he could paint this beautiful picture. I think that's partially true. I think I, I can know. partially <laughs> hear the gardeners outside as well. Maybe I'll just like phase it down slightly. Excuse See, me. I'm not that Good sneezes. They yeah, yeah. proper sneezes. I I, I give him <laughs> crap all the time because he doesn't sneeze properly. He oh, just... you're not one of those. Yes, he does. Oh my god, oh. that's exactly when I'm it. I'm talking to someone. If I'm like this, do you want me to sneeze right now? Would you want that? No, but you cover that... your mouth. You turn away and you cover your mouth, but you let it out. It's trying to get out of your system. And you don't it's... swallow it like you do. All on my hand. One of my friends who's like Wash a your hands if you have to. big guy, like well built and everything, he yeah. does that, and we're just. It looks so strange to have this tough, well built guy just going. <laughs> let it out. Just that, that's exactly <laughs> what Lost does. Your impersonation is uncanny. That's awesome. <laughs> It's like he's hiccuping with his mouth closed. That's how he, that's how he does it. Sneezing like a gentleman. Anyhow, that's usually how we start podcasts. We talk about Sneeze. movies and TV shows and then talk about painting and sneezing. gardening and then sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> that's how things Lushy. usually go. Lars, how about you kick things off? What's, what have you brought for us to discuss today? Awesome. Well, today I present to you, lucky, lucky viewers, something from the history books. <laughs> I can just imagine him in a leather armchair by a fire. Yeah. <laughs> I considered putting this in like a small briefcase, like sort of that's... Um... Like a display case. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or like with, one that with like have... gold lights on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't have any air in it so that this doesn't age. This right here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is a 150 gram pack of classic Oreos. No. You might recognize its long rectangular structure, very dissimilar to the current box shape uh, with featuring the new recipe Oreos, which I believe are the 240 gram packs. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ewan. Yeah, that's what I, I wouldn't know the weights. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I... <laughs> that's what I thought. It's our only way of classifying them. So as of about <laughs> six to 12 months ago, I think six or eight months ago, Oreo re-released Oreos, um, all three flavors with a new box and all they advertised was that there were bigger boxes uh, and therefore rather than one long packet you got 
three small packets side by side. Um, what they didn't tell us lovely folk who have been purchasing their products for years was that they'd also changed the recipe and thus the texture of the biscuit. No. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go on. Note yourself and get new pop filters. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that hit me really hard at the time because I was a, I'm a massive Oreo fan. Uh, and it's basically like if you're say if you're a Tim Tam person, this relates more. Imagine if Tim Tams, when you bit them and chewed them, rather than go silky smooth in your mouth, what, how would you say? How would you describe the texture? Amazing, amazing. But would you say it's like smoothness, like smooth? <laughs> Once you're chewing, well, there's a wafer right, bit and there's yeah. a biscuit bit, and it's like you kind of get and that. And it all meshes into one. Yeah, yeah. that sort of melty but chocolate imagine, center. Now imagine a amazing. crunchy biscuit, right? like a crunchy chocolate bar where you get the little little crunchy bits that some of it's really soft and fluffy and then other bits are really hard mm. and get stuck in your teeth. This doesn't sound particularly good, Lars. No, it doesn't. I feel like we're essentially sort of infomercial. <laughs> now here's the solution. Yeah. <laughs> but there is no solution because Oreo cut us off. They didn't tell us anything. I searched the forums, I searched the websites and you all let it happen without a fuss. They should have been rioting, but we all sat at home eating our Tim Tams and pretending that the lovely texture of our beloved Oreos hadn't changed at all. To this weird grainy thing. So essentially, that when you're chewing them, the flavor is the same. Uh, when you chunk them into milk and chew them, which is, in my opinion, the only way to eat Oreos. Um, basically, there's little bits in there that don't go all soft and silky smooth with the milk. Hmm. I've, I can't say I've tried the new Oreos because you gave me your verdict pretty early on. I'm like, yes. I don't. I have like a particular memory of what Oreos tasted like, and I don't want to infect that memory of this new flavor if, Good. if what you're saying is correct. Good. So I requested, um, my mom was going to the shops and she bought some Oreos, and I was like, oh, these are crap, these are weird, whatever, just some kid's snack pack. And then the next time she went to the shops, I was like, mom, can you get some Oreos? Uh, and she bought back the wrong packet again. I was like, mom, you know, what is this shit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's all your mind. I give you one job. Get Oreos. Insult me once. Whatever. Insult me twice. Come on. Um, And she said that that was all they had. I didn't believe her. I I ran to the shops in tears. I searched the shelves. I found absolutely nothing. Um, They were gone until... Clean up at aisle 12. There's a teenage (laughs) boy in tears. This is the worst day of Lars's life. (laughs) Throwing throwing the new boxes of Oreos on the ground. Um, I physically and verbally confronted the staff of the... <laughs> physically? <laughs> you grabbed one guy by the collar, this poor, like, acne-ridden 14-year-old. Yeah. What did you do with the Oreos? Like, un- like, unscrewing a bottle of ginger ale and just pouring it over his forehead as I shook him violently. Um, I went Where to an did I- the ginger ale come from? It's well, very- they changed that to you, and he wasn't happy about that either. <laughs> it's very acidic, so I figure it'd sort of burn your eyes if you got it in your eyes. Anyways, <laughs> then we're at an- me and my girlfriend were at an IGA... Um, shout out to Jesse, love you, honey. Um, <laughs> How cute! <laughs> I know, adorbs. Um, and then she spotted this box. I ran and grabbed it. Um, I purchased it. I asked. It was the last one on the shelf. I have to yes. say it anymore. I was just about to ask. Um, was it the last one? That yeah. is poetic. It was the last one in this IGA, this little weird, you know, IGA store. Um, so I, I'm under the impression that by now, at least, this is almost definitely the last box of 150 gram Oreos with the old style recipe in Australia. Um, so they will have staled. Um, but I'd rather eat stale old style Oreos than crappy flaky bit Oreos. And the other cool thing that we realized was that this has got no best before date on it. Um, wow, really? Does it never expire? Well, it is a Schrodinger's just cat just worn off. Don't tell me you found one. That's a 041214. <laughs> uh, I know, I'm, I'm <laughs> so sorry. I, I am so sorry, James. I knew they would have expired. I just I was, ruined it. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry. But that says DB. What is DB? Day before? Day. Uh, yeah. By? Used by? That day, doesn't stand for by. anything. But come on, that's that's the That's definitely. Friend. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I stand corrected. I was under the impression. Oh no, I've just ruined this pause. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's the last one. There's no use by that mic. It's right there. No, and I just. It's a special I, celebration. We're going to eat these. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like moldy. No, no. Excuse me. I was. I'll just correct this. I was under the impression that the used before date was on the silver packaging inside, which meant that mm. whilst it was inside the box, it was both expired and not expired. Yeah, sure. Oreos, Oreos, if you will. But Mitch just shut on that so, tree. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, so what, okay. are you, what are you going to do? Like, as an um, Oreo aficionado? I'm just going to have to move to America. Mm. You could always import American Oreos. There is, like, there are websites. I've investigated. And that, it's what difficult. Is it? Well, hold on. So there's that your website. Yeah. With yeah. C- Costco... Is an American company. And mm. They have like American brands. Mm. Would they have? We bought 150 gram packs of Oreos from them before. Always stale, um, which is like you know again fine. I'm just, I'm still in the process of mourning. If you right, if okay. you understand the language. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not ready to accept that they're gone first. So every every time I go to Coles, I walk into the Oreo section. So I always I look to see if they've well. gone back. Um, Another issue that I have with Coles, are you guys, do you guys know Cobb's popcorn? Slightly sweet, lightly salted? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> a favorite of Lars. Mm. I've had it with you on many occasions. I haven't, I can't say that I've had this. That's okay. But... It's really good packeted pre-popped popcorn. Mm-hmm. The only one I've ever liked. Uh, and they recently increased the price from $3 to $3.30 and they were always sold out. This what? popcorn has gone extremely popular. You'll know it. Cobb's slightly sweet, lightly salted popcorn. Outrageous. Um, and they increased the price by 30 cents. And it's just interesting because you're like, hmm, you know. Inflation hasn't really like done that much to the price of pre-popped popcorn, and it was incredibly popular. So it's just interesting how they increased the price, you know, for whatever reason that they were needed to, you know, make more money. So have you got like the last bag with the three dollar price tag on it no. as well? Because uh, <laughs> you could gather a collection like God, yeah. this huge. That would actually be really cool. I can just imagine like the Museum of Lars, just like a whole bunch of horribly expired food products that he's just. Well, on to I'm thinking to in 20 years time we go on antiques roadshow and get one of those old people to yeah. evaluate this connect collection yeah exactly. it's like um well considering um mushrooms growing out of that box it's not gonna <laughs> yeah. be worth much yeah. um there is no, some... actually adds to the price of these old <laughs> yeah yeah exactly they're finally they age like fine wine there is slight box damage on the four corners uh, <laughs> from a bit of no, a mint condition if it were to go to auction i would i would yeah. expect about yeah. three thousand pounds <laughs> three thousand to four thousand pounds here's a question for you Lars. have you tried comparing the ingredients list on the back of that box to one of the newer boxes no i have not because i'm just thinking like i wonder how different the recipe is mm. just make your own oreos. i'm not suggesting there's a way to rectify it like i don't think you should be you know, yeah th- i just said make your own oreos, <laughs> oreos. um no i'd, I'd much rather import from america um because then also importing from the america would open me up to that wide phenomenon which is things that america has that we don't mm. which includes more than three flavors of oreos <sighs> Try 30 flavors wait, of Oreos. Wait, so which, we have strawberry, chocolate, and classic. classic. That's yeah. it, right? Wait. That is shameful. We don't even have cookies and cream? I thought we had cookies and cream. I don't believe we do. We've had, oh, um, we've had hundreds, hundreds and thousands. thousands. Yeah. Okay, right. They were pretty good, actually. Mm. 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 Yeah, first thing I did when I was uh, away in the, the US was trying to find all these different flavors of Oreos. Because mm. yeah. um, you're, you're an Oreo-oration fan, are you? I am an Oreo-oration fan, yes. Dog. 
Um, I'm a Greg Miller fan, so of course I'm an Oreo Ration fan too. And uh, just the amount of flavors that he gets his hands on, just incredible. Mm, the yeah. watermelon flavored Oreos, they Ridiculous. exist. I did see an Australian YouTuber do a review recently of a number of different flavors. Mm. I can't remember her name. I didn't really care. But um, <laughs> she investigated pumpkin pie. Yeah. Which was a notable yeah, one. Yeah, that's another one they have over there. Yeah. birthday cake. Golden oh, wow. birthday cake. I... I didn't get the birthday cake ones, but I got the golden ones, which are like shortbread rather than the mm. chocolate biscuit. They were amazing. Mm. They were so good. Mm. Um, and is it the birthday cake ones that have rated highest on Oreo ration? Uh, they're one of the highest, yep. He gave them a perfect 10, which is, you know, pretty incredible. Wait, yeah. so what is this? I'm, I'm not following. Oreo, what is it? The birthday so, cake flavored Oreo. Yeah, no, but what's this Oreo? He reviews oh. Oreos and there's a whole like systematic process behind it. There's like, you know, Wow. <laughs> yeah. This guy's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they're awesome. He sits they're there really and he good. eats them and he discusses what he's feeling, you know, the flavor that he's chosen for the, for the segment. Yeah. It's get, it's gotten to the point where Oreo sent him advanced copies. Yeah. <laughs> Actually? Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, that's good. That's great. PR. Ambitions, like, Lars. Yeah. yeah. This is what wow. you have to work towards, Lars. Mm. <sighs> yeah. I've seen um, people on Reddit before who have had like a Halloween party or something and they've invited mm. all their friends over and they've had an Oreo feast. They've bought one... At least one of every single flavor, sort of thing. God. And it's just go nuts. I feel like we need to do that for Lars's it's like birthday. Bowls mm. of milk to dip in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, Communal so bowls. Here's the thing about Oreos Fantastic Biscuit. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Or Agreed. biscuit slash cookie. I don't know. Probably yeah, more yeah, of a cookie. Like, I think it know, says milk's favorite yeah. cookie. Yeah. You can't really slap your categories onto Oreos. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, a thing, it's a thing of its own. Mm. Um, but um, it's a. Uh, I, I don't drink it with, I don't eat it with milk. I'm mm. not really a big fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. I do like just, just the biscuit by itself. Um, but in terms of overall rankings of top biscuits, it's not in the top three, at least. There are better biscuits than the Oreo. All right, go. Um, the Tim Tam is one of them. The, the Tim Tam, I know this pisses Lars off whenever I bring this up. No, no, no. If, the- I, if I were to accept that you had one that wasn't... I'm angry about that. What, oh, whatever, two and three are, whatever, <laughs> whatever crap you're going to bring to the table here. If you mention shapes, I will shut this thing down. That's um, shapes are crackers. Yeah, That's shapes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we'll um, get back to shape, shape if it's not Monte Carlo's. Later. Anyway, sorry, go on. No, Monte Carlo's aren't there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was about to actually. I'm Carlos, gonna actually. bump Oreos down one. I've got another one that I can add above it. it right, will we'll bloody be Monte Carlo's. <laughs> Now that I've mentioned that, you got it's me come thinking about mind. different Arnott's biscuits, and there is another one that's better. Um, a couple which are hard to find in Australia, you get them quite commonly in the UK. So, oh no, oh, sorry, I'm drawing it. Yeah, I'm pulling the international card. I'm sorry. Um, Hobnobs and uh, chocolate digestives. That sounds made up. Amazing. Um, chocolate digestives. Hobnobs. That's a terrible name for a biscuit. That is actually <laughs> an awful name. That's Hobnobs, like our biscuits yeah. are easy to digest. That's a selling point. That shouldn't be a selling point. All food should be easy but to digest. They've been around for years, so it's like if you can imagine like a like a twenties box of like digestives. Like it's just you know it's a very older timey thing to do, right? Name your mm. biscuit digestives. Anyhow, they're great. They're quite a plain biscuit, but just the chocolate topping just just does it. There's something special about it. Same with Hobnobs. Again, it, but it's a slightly different texture biscuit. It's a softer biscuit. Really good. Um, I feel like Hobnobs gives us no insight into uh, what they actually are. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like... I, I'm imagining Hobgoblins because I'm a yeah, D&D they're player. They're like a plain yeah. sort of oaty biscuit with a chocolate, like a quite thick chocolate coating on the top half. And just the complimentary favours, just on point. Like Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I picturing eating like, a yeah. Hobgoblin's it's knob. It's really sort of yeah. melt, <laughs> melt in your mouth. 
Can we stay clear of goblins knobs, please? <laughs> um, I like um, how this has quickly turned into Master Chef type stuff. Like we've gone away from the pause podcast. This is this, yeah, we're quickly accepting this is it's what It's the same now. demographic, okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll have a biscuit party, so to speak. Um, I don't know why I said party like oh, that, too. but uh, I was kind of tentatively a biscuit party, guys. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. We we need, we're already going to do an Oreo one for his birthday. That's locked in. Oh, my gosh. That. Can we please? That's soon. Yeah. You're I was going to host barbecue. in March, isn't it? No, yeah. not April. 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 We're in March currently, is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks after the Easter weekend. Okay. Yes. But I don't want to invite, I don't want to invite like everyone after. on the internet. Isn't it the 10th? So, no, as in, like, I would consider hosting something. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Give yeah. people time. Because yeah. um, that week I'm away. And the third biscuit, which I think sneaks in above Oreo, is the simple milk arrowroot biscuit. No. Yes, oh. come on. Those things are delicious. <sighs> and those pair better with All milk. Right. If you're going like, to go to Simple Basics, up, you're going to bring just... in the McDonald's cookies, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. They're off. Top of the race. They are off. The, the milk arrowroot is such a versatile biscuit. You can crush it up and make it into a slice, like... Yeah, it's but just... we're not. You can crush Oreos up and make them into a cake. Yeah, exactly. I've seen it. Done. I put Touché. Oreos in my Touché. milkshakes. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's a good. Okay, mm. on top of your McFlurries. I don't know. Mm. This yeah. just. Mm. I feel like I'd reach for a handful of milk arrowroot biscuits faster than I'd reach for a handful of Oreos. Okay. Awesome. And You're I'm entitled <laughs> to that opinion. I would reach for my PlayStation Four controller before I reach for your hand during a fire. <laughs> That was meant to be like a, about things I would save if there was a fire. But like, I can just imagine us both like... falling into like a pit of fire at the same rate as gravity does. And you were just like... I could reach your hand <laughs> to save myself or I could pull up something else. Or you just throw like a fistful of milk out of red biscuits. Yeah. Burn in hell! <laughs> Enjoy these in hell. Have all the biscuits you want. Yeah. So, are you getting Netflix? Now yes. that it's in Australia. Came out in Australia... Is that your Today? topic, or is that just a terrific... No, no, you, I you said no. it was linked onto your topic. Well, yeah, yeah, sorry. Things that... things that Americans have that we don't. We just got Netflix with 7,000 less titles than America. Yeah. Don't think that that's like a major <laughs> complaint from me. I'm still very happy with what's there. How I many still titles do they have in America? It's about like breaking... 7,001. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. We just get Neighbours, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Neighbours on Netflix. I awesome. was hoping for more international content, but a lot of it's just old, kind of like early early 2000s late 90s tv friends. shows yeah, yeah. Friend, friends is all right yeah no friends I, is great i'm watching friends at the moment it's everyone great. has it on dvd why do you need yeah it on yeah Netflix? exactly that's yeah. true that's true yeah um, and you've also got to be careful with the shows that people have already downloaded like yeah true <laughs> yeah you can put game of thrones on there but well, yeah. it's not gonna happen it's anytime happen. soon yeah um Sorry. the same with the walking dead as we were discussing earlier um but I'd arrows on there. I'd watch Arrow. Do you need yeah. to take that phone call? I don't. No, it's okay. Okay. Ooh, I, I did take the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I hope okay. they heard, do you need to take that phone call? No, <laughs> no. it's okay. <laughs> no, I don't. That's okay. Uh, but I'd watch Arrow. Arrow's on yeah. there. Um, that's something I've been meaning to do. Mm. Um, I'm, I've not watched Firefly in its entirety mm. yet. Okay. I've like only I'm, done like the first few episodes, so I'd go back and watch all those on I'm Netflix. actually with you on that. I've only yeah. seen the first seven episodes of Firefly. Get around it. It didn't grab me. Oh, like, it, it grabbed me, but um, I know that there's nothing really yeah. more to watch, so I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I'm happy I kind of got I've the seen. impression yeah. from it, like, I reckon at the midpoint of this show I'd get into it, but yeah. right now it's just not what I need. There are other things I need to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Street. it's on my list of stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's sitting there on my computer no, in my Plex okay. library. It's, I'm going to get to it on stage. That's all right. Do you, can I ask a question? Do you sure. think that the introduction of Netflix in Australia will have a serious impact on the rate of piracy in Australia? 
Mm. As in, you think it'll decrease piracy? Because yeah. People do you think it's an option? No. People grab? No. Not for the short term. Like because um, obviously the most pirated show in the world right now, and especially in Australia, like Game by a Thrones. ridiculous amount, is Game of Thrones, which yep. isn't on there. Yeah. Um, the only way to theoretically watch Game of Thrones at the moment, at the moment, is um via uh, Foxtel, which mm. obviously is incredibly expensive to to get or um, iTunes. Or iTunes, which is probably more expensive. Yeah, um, absolutely. Although I did read the other day that Foxtel are bringing out a package which is specifically for Game of Thrones watchers. So it's like just shaped around that. At the same time, though, it's expensive, granted. You know what that yeah. is? That's the um, South Park cable company. Oh, yeah. that episode is brilliant. Oh, what's oh. that? Do you want The Walking Dead as well? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's that's on a different channel. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's going to be the Game of Thrones package. Which is slightly less expensive than like the regular subscription, but also includes still yeah. another fifteen channels that you don't want at all, yeah. and that are not targeted to your demographic oh, whatsoever. Oh, but I guess we're the only cable company yeah, yeah. that offers it. <laughs> Literally, it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um. Yeah. So, but until HB uh, Go on Apple TV comes out, mm. I, as far as I know, that is coming to Australia. I don't know if bang on the same time as the US. It won't um, be. It probably won't be. Um, but at the same time, if I could put down like, I'd probably pay ten dollars a month for HBO subscription. In all honestly, if I got Game of Thrones, uh, True Detectives, another HBO show I watch, they also do a bunch of really good documentaries. That'd probably be something I'd pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if it's included on Apple TV, like a, a device. I know a lot of people have lying around. Mm. Um, and you'd get. Older shows as well, The Wire, Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mm. I totally forgot about that. I've still been meaning to watch The Sopranos and The Wire. That would be incredible. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely worthwhile. Um, and I mean, theoretically, you can pay for the subscription as long as it takes for you to watch the shows you want to watch. Like, mm. there's no startup fee, so you, in theory, you can kind of pay for which month you're using, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait till you're up to the show to start subscribing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, I uh, I don't think it's going to change piracy rates in the immediate in the immediate term because there are still so many barriers around what shows people can get and mm. what and mm. like people just do what they're familiar with. Because like, well, is yeah. Netflix really going to the people who are already pirating? Are they going to yeah. be the ones getting Netflix? Really? Probably not. I, again, they're going to be like, well, I'm not paying anything for these shows I watch now. Why, Why am I going to yeah. pay ten dollars a month just for a little less guilt? Mm. I don't think mm. these people feel guilt. Like, I can... <laughs> wow. these people, human beings, these and I'm one I think it's fair <laughs> enough to say that all three of us are these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and sometimes it's unavoidable. Like, I don't have an example of this for TV, or there are probably examples for film actually. Mm. Um, but I've got a more recent example of video games: is Hotline Miami Two, not a game you can purchase in Australia because all all channels around that have been have been blocked um, because mm. it was refused classification in Australia, of course. So even on Steam, something that's an international platform, it's it's region locked. So I I can't buy it here in Australia. Mm. Um, so I'd very much like to give money to these developers. This game is only priced at like twenty bucks. Mm. Um, I really want to be playing it on my PlayStation, um, but I can't. Uh, so I had no choice but to follow what the developers actually advise Australians to do and illegally download that game. Yep. Um, if that's what they've advised, that's which awesome. yeah, I I don't like feel guilty about that because mm. they've said like this is what we advise you to do. They just want people to play the game. Like mm. it's mm. Australia's not a huge market. They're not going to miss out incredible by incredible amount. I think if they were, they'd have made changes to the game. Um, mm. But you know, it's their intellectual property, and they wanted to keep it a certain way, and therefore they um, 
you know, didn't, didn't modify it. Hmm. Um, but I'm going to like have to try and buy merch or something. Cause I am just a huge fan of those games. Hmm. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing. If, if they know they have a fan base for it, they're going to get the money from them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In one way or if another. If you genuinely so, like mm. something, you want to go and buy it. And it's the same yeah. with Game of Thrones. Like real fans of that show will go out and buy the Blu-rays. Mm. And they'll probably buy, like, the collects edition Blu-ray with all the special features and whatnot. Mm. And they could be putting down, like, easily, like, a hundred bucks, like, for a season or two. Mm. And As opposed to that, uh, yeah. giving their single view to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, a single rating to Foxtel mm. or whatever and paying Foxtel the subscription. Yeah, exactly. That's how they weigh your money. Mm. I know Joss Whedon on the topic of Firefly, right? Um, he always He's always talking about people that come up to him and about Firefly and say... I'm, I love Firefly. I'm so sorry I didn't watch it when it was on TV because mm. hopefully it would have stayed on in that case, like if, if I'd watched it then. But no, I, I bought the DVDs a year later. And he goes, no, thank you. I make the money on DVD sales, yeah. not mm. by the money Fox pays me. Yeah. So yeah. the best marketing, the best thing that happened to Firefly in terms of sales is having it being cancelled. Yeah. It's turned into this cool thing sure. that you have yeah. to see. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. I wonder to a degree, like, friends as well like how much royalties they'd still make off that yeah um because obviously that's pretty new to netflix as well and i'm sure there must have been like a fairly substantial deal to go down there i know mm. a lot of people mm. that were t- tweeting and like friends marathon to celebrate it being on netflix and all that yeah. so mm. yeah there's obviously if there's support behind these things there's money behind them mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. well yeah, awesome mitch uh, if we're gonna if before we uh, change before topics move? i just wanted to say something about oreos sure mm-hmm. are they still vegan because the Ooh. big thing about old Oreos was mm. that they were vegan, and so I could. I oh, said so these ones are vegan. The old ones are vegan. De- the old ones are definitely vegan. I'm not sure if the new ones are. Okay. Okay. Or like a big pull for Oreos are that they're vegan, so you can just get any party you have bring Oreos in case there's a vegan yeah. there. And they can just eat Oreos. That's their diet. That leads me to a thought that I've had for a startup <laughs> company called yeah. the Inconvenient Friend. Uh, imagine buying packaged microwavable slash oven cooked foods of a single serving that are specifically one dietary requirement. Oh my god! So you use this shit out yeah. of that. Yeah. So you're having a dinner and you find out that there's one person coming that's gluten free. You don't want to make a gluten free dish for everyone because you want everyone to eat well. <laughs> um, and so you go out and buy the single serve inconvenient friend gluten free, you know, chicken dish. And there could be a whole different. Could be a whole range of gluten free ones, of vegan ones, vegetarian <laughs> ones. You've hit a touch, uh, like a touchy point with me there. Gluten is like something they can't help. Celiacs can't help. Vegans, it's a choice. <laughs> so vegans are inconvenient <laughs> to me. A celiac, I'm happy to cater for, but a I vegan would, is just yeah. like, you've made that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. That's this true. is like Alex. I always forget he's a vegetarian and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I just thought just you would get me. Just pick the meat off the pizza. You know? I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. have the pasta without the bolognese. <laughs> oh. I'll just have pasta. My other quan though is I'm particularly, I give uh, gluten-free eaters a lot of flack and I specifically say gluten-free eaters as opposed to celiacs because right. I feel like there's a very large portion of gluten-free eaters who aren't diagnosed mm. as celiacs. Mm. Therefore, they are claiming essentially that they've got a disease that <laughs> needs a lot more requirement than just stop eating gluten. Like your doctor should know about it and you should be given advice on how to live as somebody that is a celiac as opposed to somebody that was feeling upset by foods and then just decided to stop eating gluten to see if that would work. Um, it's like that South Park episode with gluten. That's what. Yeah, gluten-free Ebola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. South Park. It's like seriously, is like the running theme for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one because everything isn't there. Yeah. Um, because it's not a dietary choice. It's a like a treatment for a disease. Mm. And so mm. you would want to know actually from a doctor whether or not you've got that disease, or whether your upset tummy was coming from some upset tummy was coming from something else that you should get checked out, 
or you know if you are feeling better about it you should go and see if you actually yeah are a celiac and therefore are there other things you need to know about the fact that you've got a disease that can be really damaging real talk yeah real, yeah. real talk yeah. I'm just yeah let's get real I, <laughs> I will I'll, I'll jump into it because like South Park just recently did an episode on this so mm. this South Park mm. really is the running oh, theme oh so you're, mm. you're doing the segue for me yeah go go ahead you go don't crazy. mind me doing that no go for it awesome alright so my topic is Magic the Gathering uh, which I didn't actually bring anything Ewan was kind enough to bring out with his throw it off mine jeez <laughs> Lars you made me sick so yeah <laughs> You guys, are, are you a, a closet magic player? Are you ashamed of it? Um, I think every magic player is a closet magic player. Bullshit! I'm bringing it up as my topic! <laughs> so in my quest to prove how much a nerd I am on this show and sure. implicate both of you in the process. Because I implicated you and Kieran in D&D last, last time I came on. Yeah, yeah. And now you I'm guys play D&D? Pff, okay. What? <laughs> you guys... No, D&D I play proudly. It's fine. Yeah. But not no. magic? No, I'm, magic as well. I am not it's a, just funnier to pretend I can you don't. De- yeah, I'm true. at the point where I can defend both of these games and say why they are fun. Yeah. And try and... Con- and I can. I reckon I can convince someone that like it's something yeah. worthwhile giving a shot. So, you know, mm. I'm, I'm for it now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. All right, so... I like magic. And I when did you guys um, find out about magic? Um, when, did you, when did you catch the Lars and I have very particular memory of this. It was, was August 2011. <laughs> Set the scene. A cool winter's day. We were heading into the city for our first day of urban experience from school, and our friend Harris was Harris Monos was bantering. Implicate him as well. Yes, <laughs> um, was bantering on about this card shop that he wanted to go to. I'm like, oh, awesome! Like, you know, playing cards and stuff. Like, that sounds interesting. Like, they'll probably have a whole bunch of different, you know, poker stuff. And oh no, it's it's magic. It's this, you know, this card game. There's this cool card shop in the city that I want to go to. And he kept saying, like, okay, whatever. He let us. Um, into one of the, was, was it the Royal Arcade? It was the Royal Arcade. Arcade. The Royal Arcade. Yeah. Um, down some dark steps past this, you know, creaky old op shop into this dungeon. Literally, it's called the Dungeon of Magic, and it was very much a dungeon. Um, and that's where we popped our cherry and really learnt about the game. Our first cherry. <laughs> that could definitely have been phrased better. Yeah. Okay, no. That was quite delicious. So you guys both got in for it at the same hell time. Pop the cherry me. It's a quote from Kingsman. Oh. Is it? That could definitely have yeah. used some different terminology in there. <laughs> okay. I'm imagining Magic the world came just... crumbling down. Yeah. I suppose after speaking about a dungeon, it wasn't a Yeah, it wasn't the best. <laughs> best idea. Um, yeah, so you guys both got into it at the same time then. We did. Yeah. Yes. 2011. Yeah. Noobs. Absolutely. Yeah, we were very late to the game. Late comers. 2004 was Ooh, my first taste geez. of the game. Mm-hmm. You guys were what, like three? <laughs> we were eight. Thank you. I'm only three years older than you guys then. Yeah, but yeah. 2004 in primary school is when I got in, in touch with the game. Mm. Um, and it's... That's, it's quite an advanced game for a primary school student. Uh, we played it very basically back then. Okay. Made up your own rules and stuff? Yeah. I love and it, we didn't have many of the rarer cards. It was just the commons uh, sure, and lands yeah. that you got. It's like me and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah? You it's played like, that as well? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's great. I have, I have a piece of Exodia, so I win. <laughs> I, I, brought, I brought this to sort of branch out into other card games as well. Yeah. You, yeah. So you just had one of those basic Yu-Gi-Oh decks. And when was that that you played that? Oh, that was all through all through primary school. Probably yeah. like from like four and year four and five around that sort of time. Mm. And I remember seeing Magic at the time. There was a card game shop that my friend Jamie and I would go to, and we'd look at these Magic cards, and they were always so much more intricate than the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They just looked more legit. 
Yeah. And uh, I think we bought like a booster pack of them each. And like, we don't really know what these cards do, but they, they look, look cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't play um, a game with a booster pack. And so I sort of, I sort of had that inspiration, that aspiration at a young age, like get into this game, Magic the Gathering. And it wasn't until like accidentally many years later that we mm. actually did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sorry, go on. I interrupted you. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, because Yu-Gi-Oh was something I played in primary school as well. Yeah. But Magic just appealed to me more because Yu-Gi-Oh was still mm. in its infancy, whilst mm. Magic had been developed like. Magic came out the year I was born. So it was mm. well established by then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's cool. It's really cool that there's that huge history there and that you're you you're very aware that you're playing something that is definitely part of like, you know, a twenty year lifetime and millions of players and it's cool. And it's what Magic was the first proper card game like of that of that sort of mm. genre. Yeah. There were baseball collecting cards and stuff beforehand, mm. but as a game you could play Magic Set the stage, yeah. yeah, and you can obviously see like games like Yu Gi Oh have drawn so much inspiration from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really really fun to play. Um, it is. Yeah. It's initially sort of overwhelming, but then it is kind of easy to pick up um, once you sort of break it down bit by bit. It is quite easy to kind of get your head around. Yeah, um, yeah. but very much a game that's like easy to pick up, relatively easy to pick up, but hard to master. Very hard mm-hmm. to master. Um, and getting those sort of play styles and the right deck construction and whatever is a uh, is quite tough well, yep. what, what's great about it though is that there's and this is where Yu-Gi-Oh falls flat a little bit I think is that there's so many different formats of magic that caters to everything there's like exactly. casual yeah. matches for the beginner mm. there is a pro tour for the pro really hyper competitive people mm. and they're using the same cards as yeah. the yeah. amateur which is cool yeah mm. exactly so there, there, there's a stuff for everyone and that's mm. what and you you said before that you can't play with a booster pack but there's a format for if you oh, buy yeah. a booster pack as yeah. soon as there's I said that I was like in my mind I was like I should look that up there's probably I've a always wanted yeah. to play it's that it's called format. Pack Wars it's yeah. great yeah yeah so there's, there's something for like anyone in the game and that's mm. I think a really good a really good draw to magic yeah mm. and it, it's got it's like D&D and I'm going to try to break down the stigma just like I did in the last <laughs> podcast we did good. it's got good. this horrible stigma attached it to it yeah that it really doesn't deserve. I feel like anything with that is nearly associated with a twenty-sided die just attracts a bad stigma. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know why. <laughs> yeah, I well, I recently found out about a marriage whose which origin could um, come down to Magic: The Gathering. Wow, it's not a marriage yet. It's two people that are engaged, and um, the girl was over at the guy's house, and he was showing her around, and she saw his magic cards, um, and she's like, "Oh, those magic cards." He's like, "You play Magic: The Gathering." And that is an instant and bonding point. that moment he knew he had to marry yeah, yeah. <laughs> He had the ring already then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that good is how I met your mother. <laughs> no, exactly. Like it's a, and it's weird. Like, you know, because it is this huge world, but also a completely invisible world if you don't know about it. Mm. Um, to Me find too. another player that plays it is just such a bond. It's a very bonding, unifying experience because you know that you're a part of this huge invisible world. I've actually had that experience before. Um, when I was doing the musical I did early last year, mm-hmm. I was just messaging one of the ensemble members. Just We weren't great friends, but we, we sort of, we'd talk here and there. And I asked yep. him, oh, what are yeah. you doing this weekend? He said, oh, I'm just going to play, you know, Magic the Gathering. I went, no, you're kidding, right? <laughs> I've been playing that game for like 10 years or more. Yeah. 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 We, should have a, we should have a Magic the Gathering night sometime. We, we do need to. Yeah. I, met, I saw Francis on the tram the other day and we need to get mm-hmm. him in. Yeah. Um, play you know play a few games of yeah magic. the problem with magic is it's so freaking expensive yeah okay so we, we've gone through the pros let's yeah. go through the cons of yeah. magic it's 
like I think that's where a lot of people like get confused it's just like they're just pieces of card mm. like people want something tangible and people aren't prepared to use their imagination anymore which kind of sucks yeah and they're not like I pulled the cable um they're not willing to pay for for something that caters for that mm. they're um you know the only sort of thing I can think of that's similar is like is uh well video games you know they're sort of like tangible there's an experience there there's an immediacy and uh and something visual that people can interact with whereas there's not quite as easy connection to make with with magic with magic and you can often be spelling you know spending 60 dollars just to start off and then there's obviously like a bunch mm. more uh, mm. to do from there mm-hmm. um so that that's one of its draw cards sorry not one of its draw cards what's the opposite of a draw the draw card? back draw back thank yeah. you one of those mm-hmm. Um, it's just, just the expense of it. Like I know yeah. that week that we, we pretty much went to this place every day for that week and coughed more money up for different yeah. cards or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, money quickly went down the drain. As soon as we realized also we could buy cards off the internet. Yeah. 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 I did a $60 order for one friend. Yeah. My I'm sure I probably did worth some of those as well. Upwards of a hundred bucks. And so of I'll, course, but it's totally useless now because the cards also yeah, value so yeah. quickly. Mm. I, I will devil play devil's advocate to that though, mm. and say you don't necessarily. There are always substitutes for like. There's some cards that will be like you know really expensive, mm. but unless you really want to play competitively, there's a substitute for that card. You can make mm. a deck that's slightly less competitive, still just as fun, still does the same thing. Yeah, and. It, won't cost you see we much. got really competitive though. right okay. <laughs> That's your, there's your problem only yeah. amongst ourselves though which was unfortunate yeah 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 but we wouldn't i don't think we would have competed at a higher level like we were just goofing around yeah. really we didn't really know the rules no. but it's yeah. best with mates all right yeah mm. that's, i think that's what it's designed for mm. um another drawback i've got for magic is that there are very much kind of approaches to take and there is predetermined paths if you like I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. So I, I had my heart set on making um, a zombie deck. No, you got it. Is that your phone call you got to take? Sorry. That's right. Well, Lars and I will have a good argument in the meantime. We will. Because, you know, I really wanted to make that zombie deck, right? Mm. That that black zombie deck. Yes. Um, which was nice in theory. And it, 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 it works. It's a solid deck. Mm. But it's not a mana ramp deck. And no, it's, it's not, not a fire burn deck. Yeah. And it can't hold up against those. No. Yeah. Um, there are certain zombie structures, but zombie, like, in itself is just a, I guess, a theme, or it's really yeah. just a creature There's type. a hierarchy of, like, mm. deck structures. Yeah, what you would want to focus on then is called, like, a... Well, not necessarily, because what you would want to focus on instead of a zombie deck is, like, a, a graveyard deck, so to say, which specializes in you putting cards in your graveyard and then using those to either power up or well, bring yeah, back to life I, or that, something. That played into the approach, but... Yeah, and you really need to build your deck around a strategy as opposed to like a creature like i could build you know people build troll decks mm. um but cr- troll, troll is just a creature type and trolls can have different abilities what you want to do is find that ability and work out which cards yeah i just cards. i just reckon there are like some deck structures which will always be superior to others mm. and mm. there's not much you can really do about it yeah um, but, but I, again I, I like, don't know. i've not looked into me and harris cards, like, so maybe there's a way around it me and harris what's the term spent you pay Spent you over the table? What's the term? Spent way more money than you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys we also spent, spent a lot more money than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair and I'm sure if you had spent more money and bought, you know, much, you know, better creatures, mm. um, even just a select few, yeah, perhaps so. powerful. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Is this why people, like, find it hard to understand Magic the Gathering associated with it? Because you just start talking like so. this and it just becomes gibberish. Yeah, and then no one and understands like, what's what the hell are you on? talking about? Yeah. 
And yeah. Do you reckon it's that ignorance as well that contributes to just thinking something's uncool? It's like, I don't understand how this works, so therefore, therefore it's lame. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and especially when the language you use is, if you understand the words that people are saying, but not what they're saying. Mm. Like, oh, I used a troll deck to mana ramp. It's like, I understand most of those words, but I still have got no idea what he just said. <laughs> like, yeah, are it's we just on... that confusion. And people are always afraid of things they don't know. Are we on magic terminology? Uh, kind yeah. of, just like oh, why there's a barrier of how people. It contributes to yeah, the barrier. Yeah, because there is a disgusting amount of terminology involved in the game. What's the difficult. deal with everyone seeing phone calls? It's a private number. You had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> you could have listed yourself as public. Yeah. It's probably Telstra inquiring about bills again. <laughs> bye bye. Best to ignore them then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, They'll yeah. go away if you do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how money works, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just comes money. and it doesn't go. Right? <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> um, well, should we move on to my topic then? Yeah, that'd yes. be good. Is now a good time to tell you I've got to go very soon? Yeah, sure. How long have you got? I was hoping to leave at 3.30. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for you guys to leave at 3.32. Have- <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to keep you guys out by then anyway. I've yeah. got assignments to do. Um, are you got 15 oh, minutes? Assignments. Yeah. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah? All right, awesome. Um, so my topic. We'll make mm. it brief. We'll try. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you... If you had control of a universe, say the Star Wars universe or the Marvel universe... Okay, so a fictional universe a that fi- exists. A fictional universe, yes. Not, yes. A, not our universe. Yes, yes. Right. A fictional universe that exists. Blasphemy. Um, what, would you, what would you do with it? So feel free to pick an example. If there's like a particular show or a book series or something you connect with, pick one and then tell me what sort of direction you would take it in. Mm. Mm. I'll, I'll give you an example like there's obviously been a lot of buzz around Ghostbusters at the moment because um, mm-hmm. they announced that they were going to do a, a, I don't remake's not the right word because I don't think that's been confirmed but uh, they're look, they're expanding the Ghostbusters universe mm. more which involves a film with all an all female, female cast yeah. um, but news like this week or last week whenever it was it was also that they're going to do a film alongside that with a male cast okay so, Do, can I just quickly? What's put in, going on? Yeah. Have you guys heard what's happening with Star Wars? Uh, Apparently, roughly. there'll be six films. What six more with, films? With standalones, yeah. right? Including yeah. the standalones. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be seven, eight, and nine will come every two years, and in yeah. between there'll be a standalone film. So six years of Star Wars, six man. Six Bring it on. I don't understand what the standalones are. So it's, like, it's, they're those things that are in the, in universe, the Star Wars universe, but they're not part but of the large story. story. Yeah. Like so they'll just make three arcs. standalone films, yeah. which they'll have the make potential... a shit ton of money as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. they'll make. Oh my goodness! I don't I'm know happy to oblige. Assume, um, assuming the quality is all right. Yeah, exactly. Assuming it's a Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy style <laughs> thing, where it's just in the same. You know, it's in that same universe. It's fun. It's got the same, I guess, yeah. humor and writing. I'll appreciate it. Yeah. Um, oh, the merchandising. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's so much money. <laughs> how many? How many Jedi can they put into a single fight? Lego are going to be so like sweating Lego balls. Oh, sets. No, I don't just think they'll like complain. Sets on the <laughs> I don't think they'll complain. Yeah, really just like the opening credits set. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a black like slate that. with the yellow. Yeah, it slowly scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Technic set and just wheels around. Oh my god, I love it. Somebody from Lego just watching this. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant idea. And then genius. we can do closing credits and you have to get both. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, sorry, continue. Um, so, with the Star Wars universe, I don't even know where to begin. 
Mm. Um, I've heard like a bunch of different theories about what they could do with this the Star Wars universe. Mm. Um, but I do really like the idea of like picking particular Sonic kind of sub characters, like Boba Fett's like a good example, mm. and like mm. looking mm. into his story. And he's kind of like a mysterious character, so unpacking that further would be awesome. Mm. Um, but then I almost like the idea of like some sort of entirely like flip side Star Wars universe where they're doing this a lot in Marvel at the moment, where they're substituting male characters for female characters. And I really sort of like that idea. Like, what happens if you were to take the Star Wars universe and just swap all the roles? Mm. You had, like... I mean, there's so few female characters in Star Wars, it's kind of ridiculous. So I'd almost be really confused as to what it would be like if it was the other way around. I'd, it'd be cool. It'd be cool, though. Like, in, I, just I think to make it worth exploring. Just to write a script with mostly female characters. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you're not taking, like... like can you imagine, like, okay, a yeah. female Han Solo, just like this, this badass in, like... I don't know, like black skinny jeans with that waistcoat, like hipsters wear these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I reckon it'd be really cool. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. I'd like, I'd like I don't want to see a female Jar Jar Binks though. Female, right, female or, Jedi. Would be nice. Female Jedi. There's, would lots, be good. there's lots of female I Jedi mean, already. The female Jedi in the first six films was interesting. Mm. I can't remember her name, but she was an alien. But they could have had more than a single. Yeah, a single woman. female. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see them do something from like a Sith perspective. Yeah. Like just, yes, I'd love to see more of that. Mm. Mm. The political structure of the Sith. <laughs> I don't really want to see too many political Star Wars. Yeah, they ruined number they, one and two with that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> the Senate. Why are we in a Senate? <laughs> I didn't come to politics. All right. So to answer your question, okay. and I think I get what you're trying to say. Sure. Um, the Lord of the Rings universe, I'm obviously huge on. Yeah. I'd love to see... I don't think it's possible without completely butchering it or leaving too much out, mm. but to see films or, like, a television series mm. about the Silmarillion. So all of the mm. stuff that leads up to The Hobbit, effectively. Mm. First age of Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of... I mean, there's lots of lore behind that, though, isn't oh, there? Oh, like, so much. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I only found out a few months ago that Tolkien intended for Middle-earth to be what we're living in today so earth is middle is like uh, middle earth is on this earth and we are currently in because you know how lord of the rings was in the oh third my age god i love that idea we're currently in like the eighth age of this planet wow that's how crazy. cool is that yeah i like that idea that's so i'd like cool. to see a tv series that focuses on the events of the silmarillion and how it mm. came to i could mm. spout all the lore now but i'm not going to because we mm. need we're short on time <laughs> yeah. but yeah all that stuff i think that'd be a fantastic awesome mm. show that'd be really good well, I know they would love to make more Lord of the Rings movies if they could. So. Yeah, but that family is not letting go of the rights to the Silmarillion. No, fair enough. Yeah, they were not pretty off. reluctant to let go of the Hobbit. So. I haven't yeah. seen a third and Hobbit film. Yet. They're regretting that. In, in protest, mm. I haven't seen a third Hobbit film yet. In what? protest? Yeah, in protest of how shit I thought the second one was. Oh, okay. Yeah. The third's yeah. the third's arguably the best one. Really? Mm. Yeah. I have not heard that yet. That there we go. Fan. I th- okay. in Apart fact, from I the... think it's my favorite third. It's like. It, it shouldn't have been split into three movies. No. It, the, you've, no. You've got to consider all three of those films together as a whole, I think. Mm. Um, the third Which, film is very much the climax. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. very much like mm. all the action sequences and all that. Mm. And it's really good. Yeah. Not real, sorry. Not really good. It's good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I saw the Honest trailer for it recently, and they were pointing out, like, just how really the first five minutes of the third one um, mm. is the battle in Lake Town. Yeah. With yeah. the dragon. And it's like, there's no reason why they needed it to be a cliffhanger. They could have just put it at the end of at the end of the second yeah but instead they had the ludicrous anyway yeah I know a number of people that have are doing that in terms of editing their own one like film long mm-hmm. cut 
of you know four to four and a half hours mm. um, of the you know must use footage to tell to tell the story how the book tells it, um, <laughs> which is an interesting thought. I don't know. I don't know if it's appropriate to take someone else's art and edit it. Mm. But anyway, um, my universe is well. I can tell you what I wouldn't do. So I wouldn't do like a Walking Dead thing, which the way I see it, I haven't started. I haven't watched the second half of season five. Um, mm. But, you know, just sort of building up this really nice structure and then just really stretching it. That's what I saw season yeah. three as being. Once they split up the characters, they're really sort of stretching the universe because they're not adding to it. When, when the group's all together, the universe gets added to. When they're all spread apart, you're just seeing little snippets of things that is just, I find frustrating, but that's me. And then I wouldn't pull a Joss Whedon and that's create an amazing universe. And then when your fans ask you to contribute more to it you respond by plucking out their favourite characters um, by killing them off that's yeah, what I, mean yeah. I, I understood I understood yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't want to build a universe purely for the sake of killing loved ones um, <laughs> I don't know I think a universe that can self-generate would be cool like yeah like in terms of what they did with Star Trek it was cool how oh wow I'm not a I don't what, know classic Stargate, Star Trek so I can't really quote on this um, but it was it was really interesting how they um you know, put the the new film into like this alternate reality. Mm. So building a universe that can have alternate realities for almost anyone to, I guess, contribute their own ideas. A universe that can self-generate, you know, new storylines and yep. new characters and concepts is cool. Well, your Freudian slip there says it all. Stargate. Yes, Stargate's an that's awesome a, one to do. That, that is exactly. Yeah. As soon as I let that slip, I was like, wow, I know what universe I've got now. So Stargate. Stargate would definitely be yep. the universe that I choose to mm. um, be in control of. Um, I'd start off by finishing off Stargate Universe because I think that was a show mm. that was, um, whilst very different to the original, to SG-1 and Atlantis, it was its own thing and it was a new style and a new tone and something that really should have been continued and was cut, Got unfortunately. Yeah. With uh, The Walking Dead, I'm glad you brought that one up. I kind of like, I think that's got to come to a, to a point where the, the show needs more direction. Mm. Um, I mm. like where it is now, but it can't last. Um, and Rick, who's the core character... I can't see him living the entire time. I, mm. I think at some point, like, something's going to have to give. Um, they've been talking doing, like, a spin-off uh, Walking Dead show, which maybe could be cool. Um, mm. I would like to see uh, it, it be picked up in another country. Because often with these shows, they come very sort of central around one location. Mm. Um, mm. Game of Thrones is one that sort of kind of filters around the peripheral, I suppose, of Westeros. Um but uh, I like the idea of just like in the same universe, being a far flung place yeah, with yeah. entirely different set of characters. Um, I also like the idea of universes overlapping as well. Mm. Like uh, uh, it would be ludicrous to suggest, but if you just sort of realize that Star Wars and Star Trek occurred in the same universe, yeah. like that yeah. would, obviously that would never happen. Yeah. Um, um, like, but just the... that moment of like, what the fuckery when you realize yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that, that Rick exists. and Carl stumbling across the characters from Hot Fuzz. That would be cool. <laughs> Sorry, not from, from um, the, the zombie one. Uh, Shaun, Shaun of the, the Dead. Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. no, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Hot Fuzz would be more ludicrous. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be cool though? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My favorite, actually, all, one of my favorite crossovers I've seen ever would be um, in A Million Ways to Die in the West by um, Seth MacFarlane. It's a show set in the Wild West 
and he's just a guy in a town who sort of is it's satire but about the wild west which is really funny because mm. it's all the jokes are just jokes that we don't really get because they're not about our lifestyle but they're all about their lifestyle mm. so it's very historic historically interesting there's one time where these characters just walking down the um through the town and he sees this barn with all these lights coming out of it and he goes up and he opens the door and he just sees doc from back to the future with the time machine car in front of him and he doc just looks at oh Hi there, how's it going? I'm just doing a, a weather experiment. I just got that. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and it's so good. Like, it's just the best gag. That's Because yeah, they get sucked in everything to be in Million Ways to Die in the West as oh, Doctor Back to the Future. It doesn't always have to be funny. Like, Game of Thrones is on my mind at the moment. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm watching. So I'm thinking of, like, different ways that you could, you could take that universe further. And I almost like the idea of kind of taking, as I suggested, like, going to a far fun place and developing a, 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 a character... Um, especially like an anti-hero and maybe just do it in like a season and a bit and build up to this climax where he shifts like series and you introduce this this anti-hero character um, who's now become kind of like just a badass mm. and then that oh. moment of like just awesomeness where he, he's like that season ends as he's introduced back into Game of Thrones right. like imagine so people... imagine if Better Call Saul came first yeah, yeah. like, like it, it was all about this exactly. character Saul and then suddenly the show Breaking Bad started yeah. and say you know, say Breaking, say Better Call Saul went for three seasons. Yeah. As the third season of Better Call Saul happens, season one of Breaking Bad happens, and then Better Call Saul ends, but his character goes into the show Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can almost do it. Like you pick out, okay, who are our standalone, who are our standout characters in this series? And they're doing this with Star Wars to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, okay, well, are we going to do a prequel series, or we're going to explore their story after the fact? But I like that idea of exploring like different angles, mm. um, and but especially that idea of kind of keeping it a secret and like, you know, oh, well, mm. this kind mm. of is it's like Game of Thrones. Hold on, it is Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. just introduced him into the series. Like, yeah. I reckon that that's great. Yeah, exactly. DC that's are cool. doing this a lot of the moment with all their their characters like Flash and and Arrow. They're sort mm. of interact interacting and secting, mm. and they're going to start well, doing that with films I as guess, well. I guess that's I like essentially that what Marvel did. Like Thor and Captain America were almost purely yeah. made so that they could make the Avengers film. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, that's the only purpose those films I, were made, which is why I was very hesitant to see either of them. Mm-hmm. I um, think they've improved though. Like the the last mm. Captain America film was good. Thor mm. two was average. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they can only improve, really. Yeah. But essentially those films were made to introduce the characters, and then the characters, when they came into the Avengers, they all had their own universe behind them. Mm-hmm. I like that. Excuse I like me. that a lot. A That's good thought cool. to leave you on. That's yeah. something you can stew on overnight as you try and sleep. Without Oreos. <laughs> Without Oreos. In yep. this sad, sad world we he's now live still in. still got his... <laughs> he's bitter. He's so bitter. He's been going on in this... It's been like a year now. <laughs> Anyhow, let's bring it close to what was episode 12 of the Pause Podcast. Uh, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Lars. Um, are, are you thank on you Twitter at all, Mitch? I don't... Uh, I haven't logged into my Twitter account no. in like a year. Are, are you streaming much these days? Oh, how can I, how can I plug you? <laughs> uh, no, I've got nothing. Next time I come on, hopefully I've started streaming again. Okay, mm. that'd be cool. Get into I the enjoyed Melbourne, your streams. Yeah. Get into the Melbourne community theatre scene. Yeah, come see me yeah. in whatever show. That's how you connect with Mitch after this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lars, you're just at Lars Wallacek, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. Also, nice similarly, haven't tweeted in about a year. No. 
Well, we should okay. both log in for the first time tonight and just tweet one another <laughs> and then not log in again. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. It's been a nice year. Yeah. Um, well, you can certainly keep up with what I do at uh, UNT Roxborough. Um, I'm trying to get back into streaming, um, but more regularly I podcast with Press Out Australia. Um, they po- they post generally around every second Monday, um, and that's uh, specifically video game related. So it's good fun. We're having a lot of fun over there. Please join us. Um, nice one. That's about all I can think of. I don't really think through my conclusions for this podcast much at all. Don't need to. You've nailed it. No, thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. All right, well, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Adios.